if we changed once we can change back the mm-hmm. other way. You know, we went from a two car household to single car yep. household before we sold our house. And that's a big yes. change. And we're like, okay, well, if we need another car, we'll get another car again. It's not like, you know, those run out we could get a house if we wanted or rent or so it was just like telling ourselves that this isn't like you're locked into this situation people change and humans are so adaptable mm-hmm. and I I just like would tell myself I'm adaptable we can change and I think that that's really important hey this is Allison and welcome to the inspire budget podcast where we talk all things budgeting debt and saving money today I have Bethany McCamish joining me on our podcast She is the founder of Bethany Works, a incredible design studio that provides psychology-backed strategy and design to purpose-driven businesses. But that's not why I'm talking to Bethany. I actually reached out to Bethany and asked her to share her story after she shared a little bit on Instagram about how her and her partner sold their home in Phoenix in order to become debt-free and travel the nation. Let's go ahead and jump into today's interview. Welcome, Bethany, to the Inspire Budget Podcast. I am I am so ready to interview you because you have done something that most people don't have the courage to do. Yes, I'm so, so excited. Yeah, and also forgive my voice. I just got back from a conference, so I've lost a little bit of my voice, but I didn't want to reschedule this because I, I can't wait to hear your story. So you actually just went through a huge life transition. Can you kind of tell everyone about that? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So this last month has been a little wild for us. We sold our house, like sold everything we owned and then packed up the rest in an RV and we got married. So (laughs) life transition Palooza this month. So it was all at once. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So you sold your home to become debt-free. Is that correct? Or to pay off debt? Yes. Yes. So we have been on a debt payoff journey for a, a long time. I, I, I wrote a lot about it on his and her five posts, which is a blog. I don't touch very often anymore, but <laughs> I had a, a whopping $78,000 of student loan debt mm-hmm. and it's just been like a slow grind to pay that off over time. Thankfully my partner ended up with a severance. So we were able to get rid of a chunk of it, but it's just been like this feeling like this forever thing. And we have always wanted to do the RV life. So we just were like, let's crunch the numbers and see if it's going to work out to sell the house, move into the RV earlier than we had anticipated. Because Mm -hmm. before we moved into the RV, we wanted to have my student loans paid off. We wanted to make sure we had a fully funded emergency fund. We wanted to make sure my business was doing good, being financially smart about it. And with the real estate market skyrocketing in our area, we were like, let's just see if selling our house and doing this now would actually put us in a better place financially. And it would. So we were like, let's just do it. (laughs) That's awesome. So your student loans are gone. Well, okay. So you know that there's no payments till January. So I have the exact amount down to the penny sitting in a high yield savings account. Yeah. Just in case a miracle happens and they get forgiven, there's rumors and I can't help but hold a tiny oh, bit yeah. of hope for that. So they, they are gone as soon as January rolls around and that, that first payment comes due, they are gone. So that's really, really exciting. 
exciting. We also funded our emergency fund from our house sale and we were able to pay off the RV because we had to get the RV to move mm-hmm. into it. Of course, of <laughs> course. Know, otherwise we really would have been um, without a house. And so, so we own our house, our house on wheels. And the only piece of debt we have left is a truck loan and that will be gone by March. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. Okay. So first off, I do hope that you get some sort of student loan forgiveness. I know it's like it's like this carrot that the government keeps dangling in front in front of everyone. Who knows? Maybe you will, maybe you won't, but I love that you have that money set aside. You're not going to touch it. It's in an area where it's probably kind of hard to reach, right? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So I love that you're prepared. You're ready to go with that. And that money is actually making money right now while your student loans are on 0% interest, which is great also. I mean, you might not be making a ton of money, but Hey, it's better. It's better than nothing. Yeah. Every penny counts. Every penny counts. Oh my gosh. And you know what? I think what I love about your story is that you had this plan, right? You had this plan that you wanted to follow and then life happened. This housing market just ballooned up and you realize, oh my gosh, maybe our plan, maybe we can alter our plan to get where we want to be faster. And was that a hard decision to make? Yes, it was a hard decision to make that we ran it through spreadsheets multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, okay, are we missing anything? What are we not calculating? Because we had been planning to live the nomad life for three mm-hmm. years. We've been wanting to do it. So our altering our plan was definitely scary because it required us to take on more debt initially Uh to get the RV. And that was the one where we were like, oh my God, this better work out because we didn't want to be in more debt at all. That was not the point at all. So that was hard. And then we also had to kind of like make a estimated budget for what it would Mm -hmm. be like to live this lifestyle. And then that informs like our emergency fund and what that looks like. So yeah, I mean, spreadsheet after spreadsheet (laughs) is all I can tell you. And and lots of conversations. Well, that's not bad. It sounds like maybe you both might be a little type A, which I I think that when you're making such a huge life decision, which you both did, it's important to have it all worked out in your mind, know all of your options. So that way you can choose the best option, which was an exciting one for you. So how does it feel for you to know that after having, especially just you, I mean, you know, your husband, your, your partner's in this as well, but really I, I, I want this episode to focus on Bethany and <laughs> what does that feel like to know that all of those student loans are essentially, we're going to call them gone. At first it didn't feel real. Like I actually had a dream the night that the money moved over that it didn't make it over. So the next morning I'm like running to yeah. the computer to check. So <laughs> kind of like that surreal feeling of this thing that has seemingly always been there. And you and I have this in common, but I was a teacher Mm -hmm. for five years before I ran my business. And I had kind of decided to believe that I would always have student loans. They would always be there until maybe some public service loan forgiveness program worked out. And that's just how it was going to be. So it's been a process to kind of wrap my head around paying off such a huge amount of debt because 78,000 is like, it's massive, large. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It can feel so overwhelming. Just having them off my plate is so freeing and having that happen right around when we got married, it was like a big goal. I was like, Hey, I don't want to go into a marriage with so Mm -hmm. much debt. And at one point things work out, whether, whether you, what, 
with love. So we were going to get married last year and it was going to happen anyways, but yeah, it just feels good. Like we just turned a page to a new way of living to being almost debt free Mm -hmm. in a few months. And it just feels incredible. And you know, I didn't know that you were a teacher before. And I think it's very interesting because I felt the same way as you did. I felt like because my income was truly kind of at this cap, unless I wanted to take on a side hustle or do something else, my income was capped to the district. And I just felt like very trapped thinking, oh, I'll just always have this debt because how can I possibly live a decent life and pay it all off? So it'll just hang over me forever. And I think that teachers aren't the only ones that feel that way. I think it's very common for a lot of people to feel that way. It takes a lot of bravery and it takes a lot of thought process and and mindset shifts to see that it doesn't have to be that way. Yes. That it doesn't have to be that way. And that slow and steady is going to win the Mm -hmm. race. I think for a lot of people, unless you have the ability like we did to make a huge change and to like be able to sell the house and have a windfall of cash. Like I realized that is not something accessible Mm -hmm. to most people. So if that had not been our situation, I, we still would have had a little more time on it and it would have been a total of about eight years once we had decided to pay it off. So, I mean, it is, it is a pull, but yeah, it's, it's a hard thing to get past when the number looks Mm -hmm. impossible to touch when you're like, oh, I'm putting $200 a month towards it as a teacher. And that doesn't even touch the principal. (laughs) I know. I know it can be so frustrating. It it can make you want to give up, Yeah, but, but you did it. Y'all, y'all chose to make this sacrifice. You chose to just kind of alter your life and step outside of the box of what some people would be willing to do, which I think is very exciting. I've always said, once my kids move off, I would love to just travel the world in an RV with my husband. So let's talk about it. Oh my gosh, you're going to be RVing full-time. I know this is very new. So I know that your husband works remote, but I want to hear more about your business and how you are going to be making money while traveling the United States in an RV. Yes. So that's been another whirlwind. (laughs) (laughs) While I was, while I was teaching, I started side hustling, Mm -hmm. especially once we had decided that we were going to work towards paying off more debt. So I took on some freelance writing and design projects and I met people in the same space you're in, in the personal finance space. They saw my blog and they're like, Hey, do you want to write for us? Oh, you teach graphic design. Would you design for us? So that like started a side hustle. And this was a while ago. And then I decided that in 2018, 2019, Mm -hmm. I was going to take my side hustle very seriously while working full time, because I am not someone who's out here touting to to quit your jobs before you've Mm -hmm. got a a viable business. So I decided to take it seriously, head down, build a client base and build a business. And that was probably one of the hardest years, but I did it. And I was able to quit teaching in 2019. Once I had started meeting, matching my teacher paycheck, that was my goal. I love it. So that was so exciting. So since then I own Bethany works, which is a branding and website design studio. And that's what I offered to small businesses and companies companies all over the United States and even in Australia. So it's been really exciting and I can do that anywhere Mm -hmm. I am, as long as we have an internet connection. So that's how I'll be making money on the road. That is exciting. And I can vouch for you. You have actually done design work for me and some of my products and it's amazing and great. And you're very, very, very talented. And I have no doubt that your business will continue to soar at all. And I love that you can do it where you want to go. 
and, and travel, travel while you're doing it. I mean, that's, this is the time, right? How old are you? Yeah. So I'm 28. This is the perfect time to do it. Oh my gosh. Today's episode is brought to you by my free budgeting and debt payoff cheat sheet. This is a 15 page cheat sheet that has everything you need to kickstart your budget and debt payoff journey. I've broken down the most important part of budgeting, how to find more money in your budget each month and the fastest way to pay off debt all in this easy download. So whether you're new to budgeting or you just need a refresher, this cheat sheet is for you. You can grab it by clicking the link in the show notes or going to inspirebudget.com slash cheat sheet. Where do you hope to go? Like, where's your next stop? I'm curious. Oh, so we are in Washington mm-hmm. state. So we drove up from Phoenix, which is where we sold our house. And we're in Washington state now for our wedding. And then we're actually going to head back down to the Southwest for of winter course. time. And we're going to go through Moab oh. and Zion and like do all the Utah national parks, which is going to be mm-hmm. so exciting. I haven't done any of those. So it's going to be really fun and really beautiful. And yeah, one day at a time, because it is a lot to learn with like moving your house on wheels, but we're, we're enjoying that process for all the, all the ups and downs. Oh gosh. Well, if you ever come through Texas, like even if you're several hours away, let me know. Cause I will drive to you <laughs> to be able to get to see yes. you. That would be so awesome. So let's say that someone is listening right now who is like, oh my gosh, if Bethany can take some drastic moves to change her finances, maybe I can do that. Maybe, maybe I can, maybe, maybe it's not sell a house. Maybe it's sell a car and buy a cheaper one. Just any drastic move, bring a roommate in, but it, they're nervous. They're nervous because that change can feel overwhelming and just like unsure of what's going to happen. What words of encouragement do you have for that person making a big drastic change? So I think the first thing to do is take a deep breath. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then I would say that the, like what we told ourselves was, okay, if it doesn't work out, we can always go back to the way things were like, like change. If we changed once we can changed back the Mm -hmm. other way. You know, we went from a two car household to single car household before we sold our house. And that's a big change. And we're like, okay, well, if we need another car, we'll get another car again. It's not like, you know, those run out, we could get a house if we wanted or rent or so it was just like telling ourselves that this isn't like you're locked into this situation as people change and humans are so adaptable. Mm -hmm. And I, I just like, would tell myself I'm adaptable. We can change. And I think that that's really important to keep in mind. Oh, I love that. I I think that is incredible advice, Bethany, because I also think of someone who might be locked into a $700 per month car payment. And they're sitting here thinking, but I have this in my name. I have to pay it off, but you're right. You're adaptable and you can change. You could sell the car even if you have to still get another car with a, a smaller car payment, maybe it's $250 a month, you're adaptable and you can change. And I think that so often we forget that. Like, I know I do. I assume that I have to get it right the first time. Yeah. Yes, exactly. There's yeah. I just, that assumption has got to go out mm-hmm. the window because you're just trying things out to see if it's going to work for you. And if it's not like, then you'll try the next thing exactly. out. And I think we can really get stuck in things being written in stone when it comes to finances, especially mm-hmm. because it feels so serious yeah. and so heavy. And there's so much paperwork, everything <laughs> you ever touch. 
<laughs> but you know what? That's all changeable. And if it's the car thing, heck, Carvana will come and pick up exactly. your car and you sell it to them Is online. Like it's we did nice. use that. Yeah. To sell our car it was the easiest thing we ever did. And I was like, wow, they came, they picked it up. We had money in our account that wow. afternoon. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. This episode is sponsored by Carvana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get on it. Exactly. Carvana. Yeah. I think that, I think it's just so incredible. And I, I appreciate you sharing your story with us because I, I think that the way you look at your life is something that I know I don't do it that way. I think I'm too stuck a lot of times and I need to be able to open my eyes and say, you know what, if I mess up, I can go back and change. And I'm curious whenever you left teaching, because when I left teaching, I remember asking my husband, but what if I fail? What if my business fails? And I remember him saying, you can always go back to teaching. Like, so what if your business fails? You can always go back to teaching. Did you ever feel that way too? Oh yeah. That was like my hope and prayer Mm -hmm. I leaned on because I was like, you know what? There is a shortage Mm -hmm. of teachers since forever. And I can always go back to that. There's definitely a fear of failure, but it's that fear because you're like making the choice to really say yes to yourself and your skills every day when you own a business. And that can be hard because that self-doubt or imposter syndrome definitely creeps up over the shoulder. And I think that that's another thing where I had to have a saying to myself of like, I'm going to make this work today and show up the best I can today. And that's, what's going to keep working for me. And it really did. I think that's important to think about. And then, yeah, like there is not a shortage of there is a shortage mm-hmm. of teachers. I can always go back to that. I could choose to do something else. I could go back to industry in design. So I think that there's a lot of options and I don't have to like, let that kind of be like, oh my gosh, if you stop making money your your family's going to yeah. fall apart, but there are other ways to make yes, money. <laughs> exactly. And you're doing it on the road, making money. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about your business real quick. Where can people find you? If they're like, you know what? I could use a little bit of design service, website design, product design. Where can people find you? Yeah. So you can find me. My website is bethanyworks.com. And then you can find me on Instagram, bethanyworksdesign. That's where I'm most active. Yes. And I'll link to all of those in the show notes. Bethany, at the end of every interview, I love getting to know our guests just a little bit better by asking the following three questions. I don't want you to think too hard about them. Just answer them. And I can't wait to hear your answers. Here's the first one. What is one thing on your bucket list that you want to do? Iceland. Iceland. I was, you know, I was wondering if you were (laughs) going to say something that you could achieve in your RV, like a place where you could travel to in your RV. (laughs) So, okay. Iceland. I know. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. Iceland. Gosh, I've never thought of like that as a place I would want to go. So I love it. What, how long have you been wanting to go there? Since I wanted to see like the Northern Mm -hmm. lights and just experience how gorgeous it is there. I taught photography too, when I was teaching and it was like a prime photography spot. So it's still on my list. Yes. It's still, yes. Well, whenever things start opening back up better, you'll have to, you'll have to go, go there. I mean, that would be awesome. Okay. The second question is you have three hours to do whatever you want with no interruptions. What do you do with your time? Oh, I find a good hike. Oh, oh my gosh. We need to be friends in real life. I mean, we are friends in real life, but like (laughs) physically in real life, because I would go on that hike with you. Yes. Let's do it together. Oh my gosh. And you're going to get to see so many hikes. I'm going to be jealous. I'm going to be following you on Instagram. I hope you're sharing all of your adventures on Instagram because 
I'm going to be so jealous as I watch and living life through you vicariously through you. Yes. I'll share. And the third one is just finish this sentence. My favorite thing I've ever spent money on is travel, travel. Oh, yes. That's I mean, I'm with you on that. I used to really like spending money on stuff. Like in my early twenties, that's what I loved. I loved stuff. And I think it's almost like I didn't have the travel bug bite me yet. Mm-hmm. I've, I've always had that travel bug. Thankfully I, I was traveling as a teenager for some mission trips and things. And it just was like, kind of changed my perspective on the world being so mm-hmm. much bigger. And that really was important for me, money mindset wise in establishing that experiences were a lot more yeah. meaningful to me than things. Have I bought like a coach purse before? Yes. But <laughs> that doesn't mean like, but I found, find so much more joy in experiences. Oh, and you're about to experience so much. I'm very excited for you. Anyone who's listening, go give her a follow on Instagram. Check out her website. Bethany is just such a joy. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. Once again, you can grab all of those links below to connect with Bethany down in the show notes. If you're enjoying the Inspire Budget Podcast, I'd absolutely love it if you leave a rating and review on iTunes Podcast. I'll see you next week. Same time, same place.